Good morning, my friends. I thank you so much, and I thank God also for being with us this morning as we come together to share in the living word of God. It is our only hope because it gives us comfort and strength and also it gives us wisdom and knowledge. It empowers us to face our daily challenges and our daily problems. Welcome, therefore, uh, for another day of uh, Bible study. And uh, today we are not just going to read, but we are going to begin to apply what God is telling us to do. My name is uh, Nimrod Bai from Koinonia Ministries in Nairobi. Today we are going to read from the book of Matthew chapter 6, and our topic is Seek First the Kingdom of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we live in a fallen world, a world that is corrupted by sin, a world that is full of confusion, pain, and suffering. People are worried and people are often anxious and concerned. But Lord, your word says this morning not to worry, but to cast our burdens and our cares to you. Lord, help us to believe and to trust in what you say and help us to go on and to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. So the word of God says as follows, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear, is it is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in burns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life and why do you worry about clothes see how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothed the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you O you of little faith, so do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness 
and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, as human beings, my friends, we were created with various basic needs. These include food, of course, and water, clothes, shelter, even love, and much more. It is not surprising, therefore, that the greatest of our worries at the moment, during the current state of uh, what we are calling lockdown, is how to get food for ourselves and for our families, how to pay rent, how to pay our hospital bills, and how to cater for other basic necessities. Well, in our reading today, Jesus responds to these very issues. And he responds as he addresses a crowd of people, including his own disciples, in what is called the Sermon on the Mount. Before we go any further, let me admit the fact that uh, this, this question of human inability to meet their basic needs is not just because of the lockdown. It is not because of coronavirus. It is a problem and a challenge that is basic to a human being. It's, it's been there thousands of years and it's going to remain with us until Christ returns. So let us then uh, listen to how Jesus handles the issue. Because the situation existed while he was here on earth and when he left the disciples dealt with it. And people have dealt with this challenge and we are still dealing with it. What did Jesus say about the issue? Let me begin by asking ourselves, what does Jesus say is the problem, is our problem? And the problem, the answer is, the problem is needless worry. We are needless worried, we are needlessly worried about clothes and food and shelter and things like those. But then we might well ask, if we don't worry, if we are not concerned, who will worry for us? Jesus says, do not worry about life's problems or challenges. What we eat, what you drink, or what we wear, what you will wear. And why should we not worry when the rent has not been paid and other necessities have not been catered for, just like just we have just observed? Here are some of the things that Jesus is saying, and we shall look at them in a little detail uh, later. First of all, he says, 
Worrying serves no useful purpose. It does not solve the problem. It actually makes the problem worse. Furthermore, the habit of worrying over food and clothes and running after them is something that is common to people without God, people who have no hope. Jesus says, people are more valuable than birds and the vegetation. So he says, just watch and see how God is providing for the birds of the air, how he's clothing the grass in the fields. And he challenges us to reason. If God feeds the birds and clothes the flowers in the field, how is it that you think he cannot feed you? And he says, it is because you have little faith. That is our problem. That is our problem. So what is the solution? Our problem, our solution, the problem, and the solution, Jesus says, is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all those other things, the things that we need for our daily upkeep, will be given to you as well. Or they will be added to you. To seek God's kingdom is to be completely absorbed in the busyness of the kingdom. It is to be absorbed in his word, in prayer, and in the communion of God's people, in worship, and in God's service. Now, out of what we have said so far, I would say that Jesus has identified two, at least two, of humanity's most important uh, aspirations. And aspiration number one is the need for God, the need to know God, to, and to have a relationship with Him. The question um, I would like to ask ourselves at this point, therefore, is this. Do we aspire to know God? Do you feel a hunger and a thirst to know God and to have a relationship with Him? This is what the psalmist says. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with Him? To know God, my friends, is to possess life itself. God is the answer to all our life's questions and the solution to all of life's problems. But let us notice that we are not called to seek God merely so as to get food and water and clothes, but we are to seek His kingdom and his righteousness. Let us, let us therefore ask ourselves, as we come to God in prayer, are we concerned about the kingdom of God? Are we concerned about the lack of righteousness in the world? When we come to God in prayer, with all manner of petitions and requests, 
Do we ever pause to ask ourselves these important questions? Is there sin in my life that I need to confess? Do we ever ask ourselves, is there a command of the Lord that I need to obey? Is there a problem, is there a promise I need to claim? Is there a need, an attitude that I need to change? Putting our needs before the needs of the kingdom of God, my friends, is a sin that needs to be confessed. And worrying over food and clothes is a bad attitude that needs to change. When we come to God asking for all manner of blessings, do we pause to ask ourselves, what does God say in his word to be the basis for blessings? Blessed, says Jesus, are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed um, are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you falsely, and say all kinds of, of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. That covers, for now, our need for God. The second need is a need for significance. That is a need to know ourselves. If the need to know God and his righteousness is the first and the most important of all our needs, then I am saying that the second most important need is a need to know ourselves. The two go together. Knowing God and knowing ourselves normally go together, should go together. That is to say we discover ourselves, we discover who we are, what we are doing here, and what is our value and what is our worth when we get to know God. And to know God, to know ourselves, is to know that we need God. We cannot have one without the other. I am calling this the need for human significance uh, and, and we shall see what uh, I mean uh, in a moment. But let me start by saying uh, that there, there, there is no place else that we can expect to find significance more than in the Word of God. And it starts in the book of Genesis, chapter 1 actually. 
when we are told that we God created Adam and Eve in his own image and in his own likeness he created them to be with him and to share in his mission on earth this God likeness is what gives value meaning and purpose to human life it distinguishes us from the rest of the animals life without purpose is of course meaningless it's not worth living and that's why I suppose when people lose meaning and purpose in life they fall in a state of depression sometimes they get sick they become angry people and they become suicidal people they may even become violent Jesus says in our reading look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store in burns yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they so valuable in fact is human life in God's eyes that when we sinned through our first parents Adam and Eve God sent his own son Jesus to die on the cross to take away our sins so that we might be reconciled with God and is it not amazing that God did not do the same thing for the angels for the angels also rebelled against God led by Satan but God did not send them a savior instead we are told in the Bible that God cast them out of heaven and he has kept them locked up and chained in a dark prison waiting for judgment but then you find this in the book of Jude 1 verse 6 doesn't the word of God also say that we will be involved in judging these condemned angels according to 1st Corinthians chapter 6 verse 3 you see my friends the Bible says we God is our father and we are his children and so Christ taught us to pray our father who is in heaven and then he goes on and on but angels are said to be ministering spirits who have been called to serve and to minister to those who will inherit salvation and who will inherit salvation it is the children of God we just read in the Beatitudes you know those who are blessed are those who imitate Christ in his humility in his peacemaking in his righteousness and all those other things life is not about food it is not about drink and clothes says Jesus not I I do need food and clothes and all that and I worry about them but Jesus says don't worry it won't help you God has established us his people on a higher plane a higher level a heavenly and a supernatural plane that's why we see when we are praying and we don't see any sign or any particular evidence that our 
our, our prayer will be answered, God says, don't worry, just have faith. Because we are dealing with a supernatural personality, not a human being. God does not need to prove evidence, but evidence abounds in, the, in, in what is written about God in his word. So as children of God, we are to live daily, daily, with eternity in view. We are to learn to be totally dependent on God. Not on reason, not on evidence, not things we can touch or see, but to have faith that what God says is true and it will take place. Let's now come to the challenging, most challenging part. What about this promise then that all these things will be given to you? I think it is right and, uh, and honest to admit that this, 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 this is truly, truly challenging to most of us because if we don't have job, if we don't have tangible means of support, if we don't have a job for instance, or money, and there's no food in the house, the rent has not been paid and the the landlord says he's coming to collect. Children are out of school. You have hospital bills to, to pay and to meet other you know, necessities. Is this scripture valid? Is it reasonable to believe in it, that it will happen? Well, my friends, when we say we know God, what exactly do we mean? Surely it is to know that God does not lie. That what he says he will do, he will do. That God can be trusted. He is dependable. And therefore we should learn to believe in him and to wait upon him. Listen to Jesus' sense of frustration with the people listening to him 2,000 years ago. He says, if that how if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? So that here is a problem. Little faith. We don't have enough faith in our God. Therefore, my friends. I have no personal answer or solution for the landlord if he is coming this evening to collect. I have no personal answer or solution for the absence of food or our common and shared problem to meet our daily needs. But the solution is available in Christ Jesus. So I will point to him and say, look up to Jesus with your Bible open and read to him what he told people 2,000 years ago and ask him, my Lord, is this serious? Am I to take this answer seriously? Is this still a solution? Is it available to me? If I don't worry then, who will worry for me? He'll probably tell you, why worry when you can pray? And you will perhaps tell him, why pray when I can worry? Well, what shall we have? 
worry or faith and trust in God? The answer, therefore, that Jesus is giving all of us, whether we are Christians or non-Christians, is this. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. Finally, we read in the book of James, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. I thank you for being with me. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. There's a, num there's a, there's a number there. Please call and let us talk. And may God bless you. Amen. Amen.